everyone welcome back to another episode of let's talk big things where we talk big things i'm sadie i'm hawa and i'm katie atu and y'all today is a very very special episode we have three lovely guests with us today here to talk about all things hair and these are our first guests for the season so please give it up for beauty braids and beyond yeah no for sure so i'm literally just gonna hand the mic over to you guys let the people know who you guys are what beauty braids and beyond is all about and how this amazing platform, this amazing business. So my name is Tosin. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Jada. And we make up Beauty Braids and Beyond. And Beauty Braids and Beyond is essentially an online beauty supply retailer that is Black-owned and woman-owned, focused on reclaiming the beauty supply industry by prioritizing the use of innovation and education as essentially tools to help our clientele address their unique hair, skin, and beauty-related concerns. Listen, I don't uh, know who could provide a better intro than that. Like, no, honestly. That was... He gave you the who, what, where, when, and why. That and part. the how. And the like, how. all of it. <laughs> um, no, these amazing ladies have started a business um, that is very, very vital to the Black hair care industry, the Black hair movement, especially in Toronto and Canada. Um, I'm just going to get right into it because when I personally think of like a Black hair care distributor, the first and the only, to be honest, hair care distributor that comes to mind is BSW. Um, And when you guys came to the forefront, Beauty Braids and Beyond, and said, hey, this is three Black women here actually changing the game you don't have to go to bsw anymore we got you we can serve exactly what bsw is giving but guess what we're feeding the black community the black dollar so shout you out to y'all yeah, I like that. especially as black women Honestly. how do you go to a non-black owned beauty supply store and get your needs taken care of right like you go there you're not really treated with respect sometimes you're scrutinized you're followed um, you don't even get the advice that you may yeah. need to mm-hmm. your hair. They don't even really know what you're asking for most mm-hmm. of the time when you do come to these um, beauty supply retailers. So it is kind of frustrating because you're essentially going there to maintain your healthy hair, but yeah. not provide you with the correct recommendations or the advice required. So it's true. And when we talk about BSW, like a lot of people actually don't even know what BSW means in terms of like, like looking outside of the GTA wise, because I know when we went to Ottawa, fans are like, what is BSW? I said, because <laughs> I was looking for the BSW. Yeah. I said, hey, guys, y'all have BSW here? And they said, what is that? You mean Chlorase or Mama C's? I said, Mama C's. That sounds anti-Black. Right? So like beauty supply warehouses are actually strategically placed in areas where the um, there's a higher black population or metropolitan mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. So when we were doing like research for beauty braids and beyond we found that they're strategically placed in these in these communities to target these communities as opposed to um you ha- might have locations in vancouver where there is a black population yeah. but you don't have the the beauty supply stores that that feed that population so they strategically mm-hmm. place these beauty supply stores in our communities 
it's very I, interesting I, that you that you say that though because I live in Durham region but the closest BSW store is in Ajax where there is a bigger a larger black population whereas where I'm in in Whitby they would never open a BSW here because I would probably be the only customer so it's very interesting that you do say that because I didn't even deep that that makes sense yeah. so why do they so why do you guys think that they did that strategically in a sense where I mean, like a lot of people would argue, oh, but like Katie, it's cheaper. Like, you know, this is why we like BSW. Uh, we yeah. prefer BSW yeah. over it's a, it's a big or whatever history. the case is. Very like um, the history spans deep, but um, essentially it kind of started in the late 1950s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, beauty supply warehouses, um, braids, extensions, and anything hair related was mostly mm-hmm. manufactured at the wigs. It, in addition, were mostly manufactured in Korea. Mm-hmm. And they saw that there was actually a profitable market because Black consumers were the primary consumers of the yeah, industry. Yeah, they recognized the Black people's purchasing power. Exactly. The value, yeah. value yeah. Very power. early on. So what they did was actually ban exports for these products to be manufactured in other countries. So like the raw materials that you would require to create wigs and braids and um, some of these hair care products. Korea did that. Just Korea, yes. Wow. Korea and um, exports of these products to be manufactured in yeah. other countries. So basically, sorry, just to like be clear, basically... Korea had like the the base products, but they couldn't send it to China or India or wherever else or Canada to be manufactured into a wig or like the hair extensions that all had to be done in Korea. When people were looking for it, they're getting everything in In Korea. Korea. They just circulating the dollar within Within, them. Which kind of created like the monopoly on the hair care industry. And then to escalate it a little bit further, the United States recognized that, um, there was a profitable market within the black community for hair care products. So what they did is they banned all exports from um, imports. imports from other countries that could have provided the service. So India and China and exclusively allowed the rights for imports from Korea to um to be placed in these beauty supply stores. So that's kind of where the monopolization of the beauty supply industry happened from non-Black individuals. And clearly you can see, sorry, Howard. Oh, no, 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 go, go, go. Um, Clearly you can see that, like how that trickled down even into like the distributors today, because who do you see when you walk into BSW? But it's strategic. Distributors, when we're going to look for our products, right? Mm -hmm. As a starting up black business, we don't have the capital that some of these non black beauty supply store businesses have to go directly to the manufacturer of certain products and get Mm -hmm. that. Whereas the non black owned like distributors, Mm -hmm. they're able to resell it to us, but they acquired it at a lower price because exactly. they're ordering high quantities because they have the capital or they're ordering from themselves exactly right? they're ordering or they have from those cultural connections mm-hmm. yeah because That's for true. a long time too in the u.s a lot of um black-owned beauty supply stores they were getting frustrated because they were being excluded from purchasing mm-hmm. as well yeah. so we couldn't even have those smaller black-owned mm-hmm. beauty supply stores right. we couldn't get the supplies and, and you couldn't go to the big brands themselves because you didn't have that mm-hmm. capital and that, you know, foundation. And- exactly. And on, on top of that, sorry, um, imagine going to these uh, 
and di these distributors and trying to buy these products, you're buying them at a much higher rate. Mm -hmm. And the reality is you're going to have to sell them at a higher rate to make some kind of profit. Mm -hmm. Who's going to come true. to your store if they know the BSW is selling it for cheaper? This and is very true. in addition to that, when they notice that there are um, individuals, Black individuals that are interested in creating beauty supply stores and gaining these um, products and supplies to put in their store, they, they put their own incentive on top of what the wholesale price is. So they, what they might sell to their counterparts, their, their oh, Asian counterparts, yeah. might be at a better wholesale price than the, what they're selling to the Black individuals that want to create mm -hmm. their own beauty supply store. So not only are you not getting the true wholesale price, but mm -hmm. on top of that, you have to inflate your products up a little bit yeah. more to make a profit and to sustain your beauty supplies. And there was also this YouTube video that we that we had watched um, earlier. I don't know if you guys remember, but basically this this lady was explaining that same situation, but she was like, there's this really popular product that was in demand and she tried to go and buy it from the distributor and the distributor was like, we don't have it, we're sold out, blah, 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 blah. The people that she was trying to order from, I think in Korea wouldn't even sell it to her mm -hmm. and the distributor wouldn't sell it to her. And when she went to another beauty supply store down the street, they had it and they, she was like, when did you guys get it? And they were like, recently, whatever. I don't know the full details, but it was basically mm -hmm. like, what? They just told us they mm -hmm. were sold out and we didn't have it. Like, what? The lies. Of well, yeah. And even that, there's there's been instances I was watching another documentary on YouTube in which there were um there's a black owned beauty supply um I think it's like a hot comb so basically they created a hot comb brand and it was black owned and they were trying to get their products sold in beauty supply stores but when they were going to these beauty supply stores the the um beauty supply store owners were saying oh this product isn't in demand sorry like we can't we can't sell this here but when you're going to the hair salons where they're actually catering to black hair they're like this product actually is in demand. We're, yeah. We're, we use this product. So it's interesting, like, the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Like how they that. can benefit you or harm you. No, 100%. Yeah. I feel like I've been, like, I'm here, like, thinking that I, know, that I know things. I know nothing. Because no. zero. I was really sitting here, like, why hasn't a black man or mm. black woman started BSW from the jump. Like why, like, what is it? Why are we giving our money to those who are non-black? But like now clearly I can see just how hard it would be for us to like get those products or make those relationships with these people. Cause obviously they don't want to give it to us and yeah. see us thrive because yeah. they know how powerful the black dollar is. So, it really, it really started wow. from like, again, that technology that they were able to curate to make the waste. Cause remember true. before they were synthetic, right? Before right. we started hair and stuff. So it was that technology that they monopolized and then now you just have the capital market. So it's just a rinse and repeat cycle, right? Right. Yeah. I have I have a theory, okay? Maybe someone yeah. already maybe someone already created this theory and probably this theory is true, but I remember like a couple years ago where it was just pure like Asian people in the BS on the floor and behind in the oh, counters. Yeah. And then just sure. recently I saw them behind the counters, but black women were on the floor. And I think because they're trying to catch us steal, steal, because they don't trust us, but if they, if they see if they think that we see that there's another black person on the floor, mm -hmm. we'll have more trust with them. It's and they probably, tactic. or even if they caught us stealing, like it'll be easy, easier for them to catch us stealing because it's the black people who are on the floor and there's like a trust thing there. 
You know what I mean? I think trying to create an environment where they're trying to make it comfortable. They want it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They gain the profit. They do study like our culture, our dynamic. One hundred percent. That we interact with each other. One hundred percent. If you were to go to like, um, I don't know if it's China or Korea, but they actually have um schools in place where they literally study like our jargon, our vernacular. How we communicate, mm. yep. so that they're able yep. to communicate with us, so and it doesn't come why. across as a communication barrier. Let's tell in them addition, why. Though, in yep. addition to that, do you know that some of them they used um, color emojis, like skin tone color emojis, when they're so talking that, to you? Exactly, they so do. That you're talking to fellow kin, you're talking to a black person. But can you imagine though the extent they're going to do that? Why? Because right. you know they know the value that black that people bring. Exactly. The influence that we have. That's the key word. The influence. Because yes, right. 100%. a lot of trends have like stemmed mm-hmm. from every trend. <laughs> well, I was about to say stems, every single like, yeah. every stems from like Jamaican culture, black culture, yep. African yep. American yep. culture. There you yep. go. You have the root. Like, Let's talk about Gucci when they had like that black face. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. While that was terrible, very bad. It, maybe people weren't buying, and maybe people were canceling them. But people were recognition. Their site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. They got more clicks. I don't know. They probably did know better, but they at least should have known. Exactly. They, that they should. Which is why better. it is always important to yeah. have not just black people, but you know, like. Other people want diversity. diversity actually yeah. doesn't really matter. I know that as of lately, it's been a buzzword. No, but you know what <laughs> I don't understand? But... Like in economics, diversification is a theory that, you know, allows your financial um, growth to thrive. So why do we think in such a day and age of like multiculturalism, like our world is the most interconnected it has ever been? Why why does it not cross your mind that you need a diverse um like board, you know what I mean? Like a diverse um, director or something. Director, yeah. Right. Like your employees being diverse, the people on your board of directors being diverse. Like, why do you think that having only certain individuals in these positions of power at this day and age in 2022, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. It's it ignorance. Make sense. That's what it is. It's, and like diversity and multicultural and equity and ec- it's all white terms. It's all to make white people feel better because if you go to countries in Africa, if you go if you go anywhere else in the world, this is not okay. Maybe not Europe because they're kind of on the same thing. <laughs> but like, it's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like, how are you saying now? Now, oh, we need to make our teams more diverse. But we know why now. We do know yeah. why now, 100%. But it's like, I feel like they're not deeping it. How, how like, white supremacy, it's still a thing. So it's just, I don't know. Not it goes back to that. Why to stay in power, <laughs> though? Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. When it comes down to it, though, like, these corporations, these larger corporations, the only thing that they're looking at and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I'm seeing, the only thing they're looking at is the numbers. They're like, listen, we need to keep the ball rolling. You do whatever you need to do to appease the rest of the people. If that means you need to hire a director of diversity inclusion, then go ahead, do that. I don't care how it's done, when it's done, just get it done. Get it done. Mm -hmm. We need to keep pushing. And we don't sign up for that scrutiny anymore. But I think so, but that's why it was so late. 
Yes. It wasn't affecting their numbers before, right? They were still selling Mm -hmm. before having all a board of directors of all white people. So Mm -hmm. if it's not affecting them, why would they change it? It's like if it's broke, why do you fix it? Well, it did break. It broke last in twenty twenty. Yeah. Even even when it did break though, like yeah, there were some changes, but I bet you if you go to some of these corporations right now and tell them, you'll show me your, your board of directors or show me yep. the people who are in leadership roles. There it's hasn't been people. more of a big change, especially in different areas of like, you know, the city or wherever. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it goes back to like wanting to, to keep that power mm-hmm. as the black community, like being a part of the black community, though, like, yeah, we can put we can talk about white people this rah rah here rah rah there but I feel like at the end of the day like we also need to check ourselves like in terms of you know no, putting the true. black dollar back into our own communities talk your ish wait, <laughs> but, but wait yeah is it no no we we, we need to check but here's my thing no no it's fact we I do agree. have to page everybody but at the same time it's like let's not we're paging them it's not working like it's not they're, it's they're not. changing it at let's a, at a minuscule something. yeah and like even even me sitting here talking to you right now like I need to check myself too I was at BSW the other day, like, <laughs> like to get lashes. No, guys. Same. But, I'm, and and I'm the thing is, it's because it's I'm like it's, it's right there. I needed it like that moment. You know what I mean? So it's like convenient. All this, all this um, um, excuses that we make for ourselves, and and I feel like if we continue to do this, then there's no way that other like you guys, for example, like y'all are not gonna start booming if everybody continue to take their coins to. Rah rah and yeah, you go. Because yeah. um. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I'm teased now. Starts with us. Yeah, like, oh, it does. One hundred percent. Start. You know, we're here. Like our our business. Hmm. We realize, you know, in 2020, something that's so important, like our hair, generally as women, is so important to us. It's part of our identity. How are we leaving that in the hands of people that aren't like us and that don't reflect our values, you know, and that don't understand us. And so it's like, okay, we're reclaiming this industry now. And then it's like just observing, we kind of need to walk the walk as well. Like, yes, if we're, if we want a change as a community, we really have to like unite and support one another. Like we have us. Okay. For example, we are, we have a few black owned businesses that we've collaborated with and brought them on our website. Like, it's important that we're circulating that dollar amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that can't happen if, you know, everybody's kind of, like, diversifying. If we're not united. No, yeah. And it's really that, yeah, if we're not, if we're almost being selfish. And it's not selfish to the point where, like, you're um, trying to um, be malicious. Mm -hmm. But it's just the fact that you're not thinking about the overall community, right? Yeah. you saying that you went to BSW the other day it was convenient. No one can kill you for that. But it's just mm-hmm. that extra stuff to be like, ooh, was that I But I could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I should have ordered this All last week. It. I should have thought like that. Like, right. no, it's true. All That's why I was like, we all and you make a valid point. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, we can have these, I guess like, you know, once in a while, cool, you know, go get your thing. It's convenient. You know, you get last minute things. But at the same time, we should take these extra steps in like ordering online to to at least until the point that y'all or who whatever other black uh, business has like a company in store like that we can go to or whatever the case or even if it's like going to y'all and picking it up you know like setting something up um but i feel like we do have to have we have to have that <laughs> that conversation though in terms of like putting the black dollar back That's into our communities because we know how valuable it is now because we're starting to have these conversations but we've been 
I'm going to say brainwash. We, yeah. Exactly. We've been conditioned exactly. to like not even think about think it. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we can't even like, it's hard. And I feel like it's a systemic issue because 100%. Black people as a unit, we're not a unit. We're kind of divided. Yeah, 100%. In comparison to other groups or like- Yeah, 100%. Where they like to fluctuate and keep the money within those communities. Example, the Koreans running the stores. Exactly. So it's to like a perpetual cycle of of generational wealth. Whereas I feel like it's a twofold perspective, whereas Black people, we don't necessarily always have the economic advantage to Mm -hmm. circulate that wealth. But at the same time, like, it is sometimes, like, convenient to go to the stuff that that has been there. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not thinking about the big picture of circulating wealth within the community. Like, for example, and we'll use, we'll bring it back to, like, the beauty supply stuff. Starting a beauty supply store is not easy, and it is not cheap. It is not cheap, okay? (laughs) Especially if you're trying to be just as competitive as other brands. It's not cheap, but it's, like, how do Black people, and this ties back to the systemic issue, how do Black people who may not have the means but want to get to be put into these positions to afford the same affordable services to their community? It's true. Exactly. And, you know, put their community in a position to to make that conscious decision to support, you know, that that Black company, that Black entity. Mm-hmm. It's like it's easy to go to a BSW. I won't even lie. Before we officially launched, like mm-hmm. I was still going. I was, I was like, I was still walking yeah. into party, and I was like, I cannot wait to just yeah. not launch your own. I need to do this anymore because it was just it was convenient. But it's like okay, I could have taken that conscious step, maybe drove a little further and gone to hair grand, mm. which is mm-hmm. a black owned beauty supply store. Actually, well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, it's interesting though because like before this before we even started talking about how problematic like just bsw as a whole is i remember just getting mad at places like walmart and <laughs> shoppers oh, for having aisle. yeah for having their little black aisle and like mm-hmm. me being mad at them when i'm walking yeah. into bsw <laughs> like i'm seeing the irony now but like, <laughs> wow well, that was actually dumb no because i'm really sitting here thinking i'm like yo i was the same person saying walmart can't be doing this locking it up or selling it for higher price like these are black owned products like who do you think you are and then i'm waltzing into the bso thank you <laughs> that's the joke and can i say something really quickly yeah talking about it before as well and it was like consciously we don't we don't think about it because there was never really an opportunity for us to think about it you know mm-hmm. everything was kind of there for us already the structures were the structures were already in place and they've been yeah. a few years you're mm-hmm. there going to no frills and like oh walmart has this for cheaper let me show you my flyer and let me get a price match you're thinking about the dollar you're thinking about Different. your money and how right. you're spending it and like obviously you have you're making a living and you have yeah. have different things that you need to take care of. Sometimes it's not easy to spend that extra two dollars or to pay that. Let me see. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Which we understand, but it's like we have to start somewhere. And yeah. we have, like yeah. if we're circulating within, like circulating that dollar within our communities. You're giving these companies the ability to scale their businesses so that they can better cater to you and give you the prices you that you need and give back to the community. Yeah. In terms of like um, corporate or companies, black owned companies turning into corporations and making it, mm-hmm. big, you know, bigger on a bigger scale, 
is not just the like support of oh you know i'm just supporting a black owned business but it's to know that like okay this is a corporation i might want to apply to because i right. see myself as you know their um marketing manager one day you know what i mean and having yeah. that support system where it's not just oh i'm just giving them my money to right. my own business just to say i'm doing it but it's that mm-hmm. oh, you know, our community Full circle growing. yeah mm-hmm. we have a board of directors of all black women or just black mm-hmm. individuals you know what mm-hmm. i mean or just mm-hmm. you know what at this point maybe. people of color there you go mm-hmm. there you go so yes. i'm calling out then like i'd i'd say i'd have to call out then those who are fortunate enough and those who are collaborating with other brands like yeah we can look to the like the residents we all need to check ourselves but at the same time it's like those who are in power who do look like us and who are putting their coins elsewhere should be held responsible too and like to an extent obviously like it's their money they can do whatever they want with it but at the same time if we are looking to like grow within ourselves and like you know expand our own companies like create our own black owned businesses then at the same time it's like we need the revenue, whether that's applying for grants, but also those who are in places of power who have the coins already and are putting it elsewhere. Y'all got to check where you're putting oh, your coins. It has to be well <laughs> with like the education, I think, like mm-hmm. and that mindset. 100%. Because there is those, in, there are those instances where you have people of color who maybe want to do something big, but they lack the foundational skills where the support that Jada is mentioning is really important. You have like community programs that allow right. people to develop skills that will allow them to like, you know, build, build like these, like build these businesses, business plans. We're very fortunate, you know, like we went to school, we got an education, we have that mindset. We were able to create a very, very detailed research business plan where we were able to look for that support to help us build this business. But there may be people who don't have that backing, that education mm-hmm. backing, or exactly. even know where to start. But it's exactly. like, got to look for it. It's there. You, you just, I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to knock like any black owned business who may not have had a business plan or who did not. Do yeah. But if you're looking for those higher ups to support your business, look at Dragon's Den. Black, mm. white, Asian, whatever. They're not going to support your business if the numbers aren't making sense. Right. You can't come up with numbers that are going to make sense to these people to fund your business. Why would, why would they? Yeah, that's very true. It's true. It's logic, like, logis- logic. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, in terms of is where that comes in yeah yeah so like mentorship as well then like to your point and support yeah mentorship. then because Mm -hmm. if you're reinvesting within the community maybe it's not financially but you're providing that education you're providing those resources so that people have the opportunity to develop like that foundation then you're gonna see that like you're gonna see that seed grow into like a beautiful flower because like education is a privilege like if you're able to afford it if you're able to attend it if you're it is a privilege so for those who are able to be educated in that sense and then give back to that community in a like a mentorship leadership type of way we're all winning that's just that's just it we're all winning and that's (laughs) a lot for all of us to win exactly period Exactly. So what would your advice be to then like aspiring young black um, entrepreneurs, let's say, who have the mindset like, yo, I don't have anyone backing me up right now. Like what what advice would you have for them moving forward? So my first thing is like you definitely need to believe in yourself. You can do it. You just if you don't know where to start. Research. Ask around. Don't be shy to ask. Like keep mm-hmm. doing your research. 
and like start somewhere. You don't know what you don't know. We didn't know what we didn't know until we started, until we got to that bump, we realized, oh crap, like we need to figure right. out how to do this. We looked for opportunities to help us become better um, like mentally and knowledgeably in terms of developing our business. We attended, we looked for opportunities, free opportunities as well within like our communities. And it was like the pandemic, we were lucky we were able to do these online. We attended these sessions during our lunch break for like <laughs> weeks, learning marketing, learning Google ad stuff, learning um, finances, finances, learning what wow. else did we learn? Like so many different things, but the resources are there. Like I want to say Canada has a lot of different programs. Like they mm-hmm. are out yeah. there. Especially yeah. now with um, one, the pandemic, but also like, the importance on supporting small businesses. I feel like a lot of organizations have developed resources in which mm-hmm. um, people that want to either create a business plan or get a small right. startup grant or mm-hmm. um, just consult someone on their business. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of those resources out there. But what I was going to say is that mm-hmm. I think that like it's also important to, because I have a bad habit of just keeping things to myself and like not saying anything <laughs> until anything's like finalized. <laughs> Like, like it's a bad habit, but I feel like it's also important to, like, discuss amongst, like, close friends and community because, like, I feel like one of the reasons why we were able to do what we did is because of a lot of community support, mm-hmm. either whether it was word of mouth, like, connections here and there through word of mouth or family members or just resource-wise, like, a family member or a friend or um a mentor that we found that was able to connect us to different resources so I feel like that's also like very crucial and not to be like afraid of rejection or or like disappointment because nothing does come easy and it's not always going to work well on your first try we definitely experienced that we had we I think we went through we changed our business plan like three times so (laughs) what what the idea is there. It's just that don't be afraid to like work on it or say like maybe this is not like the first concept. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna evolve exactly. And like as you continue to find out what's possible, what's not possible, what's realistic, what's something you need to say for three years down the line. Like you, your business plan. Our business plan helped us so much. I think. Like I remember, I was the person who was like, "We don't need a business plan." <laughs> <laughs> but we did it and to this day i know i still go back to that business yeah. plan because there's stuff in there that are so like so helpful it's like your little bible it's like, it's like a little path and a little bible for yourself yeah. to say all right this is what i want because that's where you're able to dream and dream big and you know like the first try you're not gonna get mm-hmm. there but you're checking off those little boxes and those little wins um, to achieve that, you know, major goal. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, you know, change it, evolve, because like people, corporations evolve all the time. And we see real time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I would just say to, you know, young entrepreneurs, just start. The younger, the better, because time is your, 
that's one thing I would say. I love that. Oh my gosh. No, but that's facts though. And like when you're young, you can fail. You know what I mean? You can go back to your mom's house, sleep, and you know, <laughs> this is like, true. When you have a children, <laughs> family, a whole like situation. Not that mm-hmm. it's impossible because you know you hear those amazing stories, mm-hmm. but it's harder. harder and you know your risk tolerance kind of diminishes. But when you're mm-hmm. younger, jump off the uh, house top and fall. It's okay. And fall. Yeah, get your your beanbag ready to catch you. <laughs> no, but they, I don't even think you need the beanbag because the broken. Oh, wait, wait. No, it adds just, character. Yeah. Not character. Yeah. The scar on the knee. <laughs> it's a reminder. The thing is, like, success is ninety nine percent failure. You only need to succeed once. You don't need to succeed fifty thousand times. You only need to succeed once, and most times you will fail ninety nine percent. And yeah, absolutely. they're the best lessons. How do you learn without those failures? How do you acquire that wisdom without, you know, making those errors and being able mm-hmm. to pay it forward, teaching other people from your, like, learning from your mistakes and passing that knowledge on to others? And I feel like without those failures, you're not able to dream as big as you want to because you're in your bubble of like, oh, this is this is, this is my plan. It's set. Like, this is good to go. But when, your you, plan? <laughs> when you're like, when you have those failures or those hiccups or someone maybe like critiquing it, you're like, hmm. yeah. like it makes you think and you're like, oh, like from an outside perspective, like, okay, like this doesn't work, but this does work, work. And yeah, this right. is better than what I initially had set my sights on. So, yeah. so when's your book dropping? Right. Because oh the gems. God, there were I... a lot of gems in this. Ep- I'm like, that's a quote. I was that's like, y'all want to just like, take over? <laughs> Wait, that when's the book started. dropping? Yeah. We'll send you the audio so you can keep it for notes. It might be the business plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. I love manifestation. That. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love this. This was so like informative based. Like, it was. Yeah, I was not prepared to just be like checked like that because I really did not know most of most of this or like most of this information. So it is very, very important that you know all of us do get educated on this because again it's not every day go to bsw and give them our dollar you know (laughs) instead give the dollar to black people but but at the same time though like now that i'm really thinking about it like the black owned businesses that are collaborating with bsw like should we check them too because technically like no (laughs) No, hear my thought process. Because like they're they're collaborating with BSW. Like we go into BSW going like we're 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 purchasing these black owned products from BSW because it's there. So like where's Tone's natural? She actually does not sell to the BSW or she you cannot find it there. The only places you can find it are curly hair salons that are yeah. Owned and other black owned um beauty supply, beauty supply stores. stores so like i go to like one in uh westwood mall in mississauga mm-hmm. and to buy it or you can buy it online off of her website but she refuses and she's a canadian she's from ajax i believe mm-hmm. i love the brand i love the products and she won't sell to them because it's like yeah. you're if I'm giving the products to them, then I'm allowing my consumers who will support me to go there to purchase it. But if yes. I'm only allowing this product that people love in yeah. black owned beauty supplies. Yeah. So shouldn't we also, cause I'm sitting here, like we're talking about 
This is true. BSW this, but or it's even like even brands yo, that that used to be black women owned and they're not black women owned mm. anymore. <laughs> What's happening? Let's talk about Shane Moisture. Let's talk about Shane Moisture. Why are you selling your product? I'm still bamboozled. Uh, I'm so upset. I was actually doing, well, we were doing research on Shane Moisture and like their Hmm. their brand and like their growth. So Shane Moisture, as we all know, um, when it did first come out, it was actually, um, he's like Sierra Leonean, but like, hey, shout out to the Sierra Leonean community. He's one of us. He's um basically when he first launched the brand, obviously it was natural um hair care products catered towards the black community, and then they started doing well. However, there was a point in time in which there were a lot of other black um hair care products that were emerging into the market. Because when Shea Moisture first dropped, it was a staple for like the natural hair community, so it was yeah. it was black owned, and a lot of people were um starting their natural hair care journey, so it was a black owned product catered towards black hair but um there reached a point in time around like late 2017 i think she wished it was sold in 2015 actually but around that point in time there were a lot of black hair care products that were emerging on the scene that were natural as well so she moisture wasn't necessarily the go-to the the market was becoming oversaturated so Mm -hmm. in efforts to you know expand their brand Shea, <laughs> Shea Moisture was bought by Unilever which is not a black company it is a white company however within that um brand Wait, so we have to we have to talk about how before it went to Unilever it was under Sundial which was actually the CEO for Sundial was black owned and essentially it was it was Shea Moisture was bought by well not bought but like they were under a umbrella company and which Sundial, um, Sundial and which was black owned. However, Unilever was Unilever bought this Sundial, parent company. Yeah. So essentially, oh. bought by a white company. But within that expansion, um, allowed them to be distributed in stores like Walmart, um, your drugstore. However, once that became apparent that like they were branching out and reaching these stores that a lot of different communities frequent. They're not just necessarily in hair hair supply stores anymore. They started changing their formulas to cater to not black oh. people. I think it was around 2017 they started changing their products. So, and it was it was intentional because their main consumers weren't just black people at that point mm-hmm. because their products were being sold in bigger retailer stores. They changed their products and they started changing their marketing tactics. It wasn't necessarily black women with coily hair. It was mm-hmm. Lighter women with looser texture hair, non-black women with looser curls, wavy curls, and they got a little bit. They got a lot of. They got a lot of. I remember. But at the same time, when your brand is expanding and you're getting paid for it, it's kind of like a two-fold coin. Like yes, it was like a very like staple in the black community, but essentially they they did what they intended to do. But we were kind of talking about it earlier today. It's like when you create a product that was created to serve a need and a problem within the community Mm -hmm. and when you are expanding and you no longer serve that need within the community then are you selling out like but Jada you said something well Jada said something earlier about expanding a company and for it to be done properly you need the right team well yeah like I think if and this is my opinion if you are going to expand, which 
I don't always necessarily think that's an issue because, hey, you're a corporation, you want to make money. Right. But why change the formulas that are working for, for black women? And why not just create another line? Because yeah. they have so many yeah. lines too. So there you, go. you have so many lines. Exactly. So why not just create a different line to yeah. say expanding? Yeah. But hey, we're still honoring and understanding that yeah. these these individuals have this need and it should be met. Now you're saying, now you're basically saying, hey, or we don't even care about your needs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's apparent that like we're not their primary consumers anymore and we're not Mm -hmm. their targeted audience Audience. anymore. Yeah, Yeah. but that's also a result of it being acquired by a brand. I mean, not a brand, but a company whose main objective, let's like, let's just get to it, is to make money. Diversification, as Janet said earlier, if you're diversifying your market, you have the ability to make more money. And so while it does, like, it does suck to kind of see, I guess, that fellow. If they can't expand, if like the originators of, you know, that brand couldn't expand it beyond what was already at, or maybe they got a deal where they're like, you know what, I can retire, I can just take a break now and, you know, explore other options. Who's to say that maybe those founders aren't doing stuff within their community with that newfound money they got from selling that's true while it sucks that you know that brand that was created for us has you know changed so drastically let's not forget about the new ones that are coming you don't need to go to them you can go to right that are coming out that are catering to you and that are by you and that Mm -hmm. are for example just because as Rochelle was talking i was thinking of a brand that like they were from the get-go, they they realized that there was an issue. Black girl sunscreen. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. heard of it. They realized that there was we an sell issue. On our we do. Go check out the website. <laughs> well, um, they realized that there was like kind of a um, a gap for sunscreen mm-hmm. catered towards darker skin because usually it's like white cast or you know like the SPF is not SPFing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah like- <laughs> also, that there was a stigma in the black community that black people didn't need sunscreen. Yeah. So they realized that there was an issue and they created a solution to the problem. And not only have they done well, but they were able to, you know, get their brands in like Target and stores within America without having to, to sell, compromise yeah. their values, yes. having to sell out. And they were able to expand. And if mm. you look at their team, their team is full of black women that are able to you know expand yeah. and do it well so i don't yeah. so i feel Can like I it's a twofold coin. i think it's a twofold coin and like it's i understand why some mm-hmm. people do sell out but i don't think it's impossible well, for us to reach those capacities yes. without without, without compromising our mm-hmm. values i'm wondering so. though because again back when shame moisture we don't know what the obviously we don't know mm-hmm. what the conversation was behind the doors right mm-hmm. but what if they had that ability, you know, to be as welcomed as the way Black Girl Sunscreen was? Because Black Girl Sunscreen, there's been so much, I think, in general, um, with so many companies moving towards that that road of diversification, where those companies like Fenty, who are creating shades for every color across the spectrum, you know, are leading, by example, like, what if Shea Moisture... What if there wasn't, what if there was someone before Shea Moisture that kind of paid that path for them to be able to go global and go, go into all these mainstream stores and still stay true to who they were. But like, maybe they felt they need to compromise on that because that wasn't happening before. Like, it's hard to tell because you don't know, like, 
what's That's happening what's true. happening behind the doors this was back in 2015 right mm-hmm. like what if it was like okay it's either all or nothing well what but like we're doing you a favor type what, of thing remember what i was saying this was off screen before but um in terms of hair care there <laughs> are so many brands that already don't cater to yes the curly or textured hair community mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes we can commemorate you know brands like Fenty, who you know, she just did it for everyone, right? And that was her main purpose. Which you yeah. can She came in. She said, "I want to be inclusive for everybody," and that's what she did. Right. Um, but for us, yeah. If, if you're saying you're going to create a brand just for this community because it's lacking, right? Like the um, on your word. Well, it's not even that, but it's like the saying that all lives matter versus Black lives matter. Of course, exactly. all lives matter, but one life is being exactly. neglected, and one exactly. one type of hair is being neglected. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying what um straight hair doesn't matter no but you already have everything okay. in walmart okay. and shoppers and you can find fifty thousand products for your hair yes, i just want no. one i just I'm want her literally just how that works that's why that works we can't have it so then because like right now the products that i use are i don't know how to pronounce it. is it miel Miel, Miel, please tell me they're black owned because I'll be cheating. <laughs> I'm looking at my set over there. <laughs> now you ready about to throw it in the trash. Buy- <laughs> okay, exactly. So now I'm gonna have to start buying it from your your uh, website. But like, it, when I look at their brand, like they're making a lot of money. Like right now, they're pretty up. Like I'm hearing a lot about Miel. So <laughs> would it be fair to say businesses like that should stop? partnering up with bsw and maybe partner with black owned beauty supply warehouses the thing is if we're looking at it from a business perspective yeah where the money lies and that's they're doing but wouldn't they make more money eventually in terms of like i don't know i don't know honest to be honest i take more of a like if we're gonna talk about the money it's in their best interest I do think you could take a radical approach because if you're say if people like yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I love Mia, right? And yeah. if it's not being sold at BSW, then you're gonna go towards being sold. Period. It's really that simple. However, yeah. on the contrary, because like as a society, we've been conditioned to go to these beauty supply stores. Where are we finding out about these products? Now mm-hmm. in the age of social it's true. media, it's yeah. easier to find out about it's these true. products. You're right. However, you're right. But and does it matter though if it's gonna be a SW? Who's educating them on these new arrivals? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's easier now because we have social media. But True. if, example, like an older, older woman mm-hmm. who yeah. probably doesn't frequent like socials as well, but still is keeping up with her hair care journey, if she were to go into the BSW, she'd probably come across. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. True. Like, sorry, and they have a black owned section in the. The beauty supply stores now. They have a black owned section. That's the sad part. You would think that all of them would be are in my mind. I don't know not. why, but I used to think it was all black owned products. But like for some yeah. strange reason, the company was owned by uh, you say Korean, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I thought like that, but I yeah, I thought I thought like that. Yeah. But on like in addition to that, like that's why some of these products, although like they're ki- like Especially you might see the african continent on the mm-hmm. that's what makes it that's, that's, that's how they the get us that's how they get cloth colors the colors the- yeah but these products weren't although they're catered towards us the ingredients aren't necessarily yeah curated yeah. with our hair in mind. mind yeah a super important thing i think 
to like be aware of, especially as black women when you're shopping for hair care products, read the ingredients. You may not know like what's in them, but the first five are going to tell you everything you need to know about what it's going to do for your hair. The first five ingredients, like, and like when we were curating like our our website and like our Mm -hmm. business, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Water, glycocurrin. I don't even want to announce this one. Listen, the first the first ingredient was water, which is good. Okay. Most don't start with water. (laughs) There's a few ingredients you want. There's a smaller amount of ingredients, I think it's easier to see that you want to avoid as opposed to one. Okay. Because I'm like, guys, I can't I don't know what those words mean. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But, like, when we were basically curating our business and, like, um, our intentions, we noticed that there was kind of, like, a divide in, like, the educational elements of hair care and, like, ingredients and what the ingredients actually do for our hair. So we really wanted to highlight that element. So when we were actually curating the website, like, we would kind of go into in-depth research on, like, various ingredients that are included in products so that we could advise customers on the benefits of each ingredient, how Mm -hmm. it might help on a specific hair concern or how it might harm on a specific hair type or texture mm-hmm. and we essentially we just really want to focus on the educational element because mm-hmm. that is I feel like something that is missing within our community especially yeah. mm-hmm. hair. I'm just here like wow it's no, crazy it's, it's not our podcast anymore it's, it's not, not. <laughs> it's very much yeah. not you're not well, listening to the BBB podcast. Beauty Brady and Mondays. We'll catch BBB Mondays. BBB Mondays. Our book will be launching just now. Oh, yeah. I am now with the BBB. Wait a minute. I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This was but first of all, yeah let it let the people know where they can find you plug yourselves in individually as a group everything 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 oh, you can follow us on instagram at beauty braids and beyond you can follow us on facebook at beauty braids and beyond hey wait for it <laughs> on at beauty braids beyond but most okay. importantly you mm. can find us at www.beautybraidsandbeyond.com beautybraidsandbeyond.com Hey! I love it. That was amazing. A special gift for all of our Let's Talk Big Things listeners. Beauty Braids and Beyond has created a discount code for all (gasps) of listeners. It's called Let's Talk 20. Wait. If y'all don't, hold up. No, I have to leave. I have to exit. Wait a damn minute. Wait Wait a damn minute. (laughs) Wait, they, y'all, they did not let us know about this discount code. No, that's why we're out it, here. That's what I'm like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> this is a big, this is a big, big things moment. Alert. This is a big things alert. Big things oh alert, big God. things alert. Burr, burr, burr. Wait, you're telling me I could go into the discount code bar and type. <laughs> let's, let's talk. talk. Let's talk 20. Talk 20. Not 10, 20. Hey. L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K. Zero. Period. So, we made Yo, it. my so Miele products needed a re-up, so thank you. <laughs> I was about to say thank you so much because I definitely need some products as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, to anyone listening, you guys are welcome. Fire, um, February twenty eighth.
if that's not incentive enough to just go to their website yeah. now, y'all are fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Y'all are fake. laughs> I'm calling y'all out. These states calling me <laughs> <y'all. laughs> You don't yeah. use the discount code. You're fake. You're I'm burning on the drill. I'm dead. No, but wow, once again, amazing. you guys are literal queens. Like even just the way you guys are speaking about so your, your journey in the business field itself, in this whole hair care industry, yeah. like black hair care industry specifically is very lucrative, but it's very unfortunate to see that all that profit is not going to the people who are contributing to it which is us so it's very very inspirational to see young beautiful might I add (laughs) um young beautiful black women who are so educated and who are dedicated to making sure that you know there's a change because this change is definitely necessary. So thank you guys so much for all that you do. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I love and I listen to the podcast at work. <gasps> no, you talking to my girlfriend. I know. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, I'm going to cry. You guys bring up and yeah, the perspective that you're bringing to the community and changing that mindset because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a shift in the mindset, mindset that we is, have, yeah. have as a community together. So all right. the topics that you guys discuss. Um, one is inspiring and definitely you're having great influence and impact on your community. So we're, we're so grateful to have you. Thank you. And Thank I will you. say to everyone listening, this just goes to show like, you don't have any more excuses. And I'm talking on behalf of myself too. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. you guys know I like calling people no. out, but like, oh, snap, snap, snap. It's, it's true. There's no more excuses. Like, you know, yeah. that there's a website. Okay. Go to, <laughs> beautybraidsandbeyond.com um, <laughs> and just make the purchase you can add the code let's talk you 20 even have a discount code like, <laughs> there's, no discount code. there's no excuse valentine's day is coming up listen all y'all black mm. men or men, <laughs> men in general who have black women hey, even, even for black men i as saw you the should, direct as so we have two Valentine's Day packages hey. um, now that featured no our products and some other black owned products the first right. is called the basic package. Okay. Basic. Oh, no, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. The second one basic. is called the like, which is basic plus a few extra goodies. But add these are all black-owned Even products. Even better. We'll also, the products that we have on the website. So there's gonna be eleven packages. Um, there's wow. three for health care, three for hair care. And three dedicated to for demand them. For demand them. <laughs> we will share it on our story. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll share it. All share feature black products from um, local black owned businesses, which span from Canada Calgary yeah. to Ottawa wow. to. I'll say Canada wide. <laughs> no, for real. Cross <laughs> country. Okay, we love to see it. No, thank y'all so much again, that. and we no, look forward to it. We look no. forward to having more conversations with y'all because clearly yeah. this is just this is just this the is literally the, oh, this yeah. quite literally I, though. I really <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, oh, I love this. No, oh, guys are doing big things. <laughs> 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 anyway. And on that note, so we are going to end the episode. Of- once again, many thanks. You guys are awesome. And thank you guys for joining in on this episode. We hope you guys have enjoyed and taken all the notes because there was a lot to be, <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot said. So, um, yeah, there was. yes, no. Okay. So follow us on socials at Let's Talk Big Things on Instagram and LTBT Podcast on Twitter. And obviously, if you're not even on the site right now, 
What are There's you something doing? Wrong. Like, There's something wrong. You can listen and scroll on Safari right now. That part. We're a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Like you can it's multitask. Not like you have to exit the video. Ah. <laughs> that part. So you Thank y'all so know. much. Check them we'll out. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye.